Hi. So I've never done this before, but if you listen to the episode before this where I talked to my web design and Backstreet Boys loving friend, Britt Hyatt, she and I kind of went off on a tangent about the Backstreet Boys website and all of the potential and things that they could be doing to enhance their online presence and all of the nostalgia that they could tap into and just fun ideas for our favorite guys. So I decided to break out that little section of the last episode and put it into a bonus episode. So if you're a Backstreet fan or maybe even an NSYNC fan, you might appreciate this. Or if you just love web design, here's just some more bonus content from my conversation with Britt. Enjoy. Welcome to Making the Brand, the podcast where marketing and pop culture collide. I'm your host, Brianne Fleming. I can't wait to chat about brands, boy bands, and everything in between, because brands who have a pulse on pop culture can create adoring fans of their own. So if the Backstreet Boys are listening... (laughs) Or we have maybe a couple requests. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where do we start? Do maybe, we start? <laughs> maybe if their web designer is listening. Yes. yes. <laughs> what are some things that you would you would recommend in a nutshell that they could do to immediately enhance their website? Yeah, I, I think from their perspective, um, and and again, this is like all out of absolute love and adoration for them for the last what like tw- over twenty Forever. years. Forever. <laughs> um, you know, so. So looking at this both from a fan perspective and a and a professional perspective is really, really interesting um, because it is stuff that I think we notice that maybe maybe not like fans who have this kind of um, outlook on things do notice and and that's okay. But I think from from the perspective of anybody right now landing on their website, whether they have branding knowledge, website knowledge, anything, anybody who lands on the website and sees just the stuff from their DNA album, on their site right now would realize that's kind of out of date. Like that's, it's been a minute since I picked up that album. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I think they'll stream it, but <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. I'll, every day. But, um, but you know, I think since their tour is on hold and, you know, a, a lot of these projects that I'm sure personal projects that they've been working on too, you know, some of those might've been, um, you know, kind of pump the gas on some of those things. I think that there's an opportunity where they can, they can switch that perspective and have um, just have a refresh to their brand, have something that people are excited to come back to, right? Because we don't know at this point if the tour is going to be postponed again, which would be the second time, or if it's going to be canceled. Like we don't, we don't know. Like I I have my opinions about it, but um, if they could go to Vegas, I'll be there in a minute. Yes. Um, (laughs) Um, But I think that they can, easily rebrand away from the DNA stuff that's there because that's taken over their homepage completely. So um, give that visual refresh, give something brighter and happier and even nostalgic if need be. If you don't have any new content, throw it back to Millennium and keep people, ex- <laughs> give them those TRL vibes. That's what we all want right now and always. All you have but, to do. <laughs> oh my God. So, so thinking about those things, if you don't have new content, right? Like, Throw it back, throw it back and get people, 
get people remembering some of that nostalgic, some of those those vibes that brought them into the fandom in the first mm-hmm. place. Get them like feeling those comforting kind of things. Yes. Um, and I think kind of to that perspective, giving fans a reason to engage on the site and feel excited to be a part of the fandom and excited to come back to the site because they feel valued, they feel seen, they feel heard. And it sounds so dramatic, but it's really not. Like, you know, right now the Backstreet Boys have a, have a great thing on their website where they have like a soldier of the month. So they talk about, you know, like a fan feature of the month, which I think is really, really great. It's something unique. It's something that a lot of artists don't do now, but I think something that has been carried on for for quite a while with the fandom, right? And so that part of their website does stay up to date, which I think those fans definitely appreciate like that recognition. But I definitely think there's a way to build on on this fan club that they have because yeah. I purchased the fan club when I got the Vegas um the Vegas tickets way back when. And I think I purchased it again when the DNA tickets. I don't know how many times I've purchased this fan club, but I don't even know I don't even know anything about it. Yeah, um, Master owes us the refunds because they yes. had the whole thing. Oh my gosh, that debacle. But yeah, so so I think, you know, from that perspective, as as a fan, I would feel excited to go back to their website if there were ways that I could engage with other fans. Um, the Facebook groups are just loud and annoying and oh. and yeah, that's a perfect that's a <laughs> That's a perfect description of like, oh, like it's <laughs> it should much. not be the primary place where you're communicating. No, your not at all. So I feel like I feel like what what the Backstreet Boys could do is they could refresh with like a new brand, exciting things for people to look forward to, clean out the merch shop, get some new merch in there that people want to buy. Um, things that that would excite people to be a part of the fandom again because I feel like it's been something that you know, people were excited for the, for the second leg of the tour and then it got, it got postponed and then they were excited for it again. And then now we're still waiting on official announcement of what's going to happen there. But I think we all have a clue. Um, so then there's that, but then there's been like all this talk of like an acoustic album or a Christmas album or, or Nick's on Twitch. And then a month later he's not on Twitch and like all of these things where it's just like, you get excited and now you're kind of afraid to be excited because you don't know if it's going to be taken. Right. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I think that is, you know, just the state of the world right now. But I definitely think there's ways to get content on that website that are just going to take them through the pandemic, through the next tour, through until our dream Vegas residency that I'm 30 year anniversary tour or residency. (laughs) Exactly. So like, like even thinking of like ways they could do that, like interview each of the guys for like 30 minutes and ask questions, not the same questions and answers that we've heard 10,000 times before. Give something exciting, like favorite memories from specific eras or a favorite song from each album. Maybe it's changed since the last time they were asked. Um, dream collaborations that they would love to do, whether it's on tour or whether it's in the studio or appearances or anything like that. Um, favorite places that they've traveled or favorite choreography. Like, those are the kinds of things that these fans that have invested over half of their lives <laughs> into this band, they want to hear those things. And they're the simplest of things. Um, right. And I know we've, we've talked about that a little bit too. Like you don't have to have another album release to do all of this. Yeah. Stuff, right. It's, it's content. You don't have to write. You don't have to sit down and say, what are we going to say today? It's literally right. and, asking questions and looking to the archives. Right. And even if like, let's say that wasn't possible right now, let's say like their schedules are booked with this, that, or the other thing. 
What about people who have worked with them for the last 25 plus years, right? What about like, like people like choreographers? <laughs> yeah, right. So like choreographers or songwriters or other musicians or anything like that. I, I keep thinking back to like these documentaries that are all over. Like I watched the Jonas Brothers one this weekend yeah, and seeing it, it was so good. And like, I knew nothing. Literally, I, I told Danielle, I don't think I've ever heard the Jonas Brothers speak yeah. before it, which is like so bizarre to say, but, um, but hearing kind of behind the scenes from other people that have worked with them, I was like, that's really cool. Like hearing from the producers and from the people who were there, in the mm-hmm. moment, I'm like, I want to hear more from that person. Like, yeah. And they or, only gave them 20 seconds. On a more somber note, but still pretty relevant, is the Framing Britney Spears documentary. Yes. Kim Kaiman, who was her, you know, marketing executive at Jive and really was part of her career and, mm-hmm. and how she, you know, became a superstar. Like, she <sighs> was being interviewed and it was just so fascinating to see. Yes. That. I think those kinds of things are so underrated, but they're things that were like, no, we, we actually want to hear more about that. Mm-hmm. Like we do want to hear more of kind of the behind the scenes. So, because I do think we've, you know, I think one of the the popular things that we've seen with boy bands, especially like you saw it in the Backstreet Boys documentary, saw it in the Jonas Brothers one. And I'm sure like anybody else who would come out with one is we see things at such surface level and there's yeah. all these things going on behind the scenes that we never saw, or we, we were 14 when it happened. So we wouldn't care. Right. And so I think some of these documentaries are really interesting because they they interview these people who were there that entire time, right? So it's such a it's such a cool, unique perspective. And especially now that like most of us are are adults, we can appreciate some of those things of like, oh my God, that poor person went through all of that. And we had no clue. We were too busy screaming our heads off. It makes me miss all those shows on MTV that we don't <laughs> see anymore, making the video diary. Yeah. Uh, I heard behind the music on VH1 is getting some type of reboot. Oh my on, gosh! Uh, I want to say it's Hulu. I think I'm wrong. Yeah. It, what or I don't know Paramount. One of those. Okay. So it's all these deep dives yes. on the music we love, and we're not getting that. We're getting, you know, short sixty second TikToks and little right. video montages, but we want all of it. And it's yeah, like there. we don't like we would love new content, but throw us back. Like we're. We're fine. Like we're we're, fine. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Like so. Like I can imagine even having like if I had old school like TRL episodes like Carson Daly era with with Britney and Backstreet and Christina and NSYNC and everybody like those nostalgic vibes. If I had that on TV and they told me pay pay five ten bucks a month and you can have that on your TV every day, I'd be like okay, yeah. Like I would do it. <laughs> I would do it. I want the comfort. I want the nostalgia. I want the old school stuff right and so i think kind of going back to that like the content that goes on on a website refresh especially from a backstreet boys perspective or anything like that it doesn't have to be all new it, it right. can be new to us but for them it's it's something that like just it's it's i would imagine very little effort um from that perspective to get people excited and engaged and and actually survey people, like ask yeah. people what they want, like what kind of merchandise do they want or what do they want to hear more of? Do you want, like, could you imagine throwing out there? Like, do you want to hear more about like behind the scenes of AJ's closet? Or do you want to hear more about what Nick has for breakfast? Like, you know, I don't know how we would both. choose, but there's always both. both. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, 
and so like like surveying the audience to be like what what do they want and and uh spoiler alert it's literally anything so literally take anything back we'll, we'll we'll take it um oh my gosh it yeah. reminds me of uh I went to see their exhibit at the Grammy Museum. Yes. And it was just like the most out of body. Like they weren't even there, you yes. know, <laughs> like yes. it was just their stuff. Like I saw Howie's diploma from, from Valencia Community College, which is right yes. next to UCF. Oh I saw God. the outfit, some of the outfits from the Millennium Tour, the exact button ups or button downs um, from uh, the Quit Playing Games music video. Mm-hmm. And I remember I saw an interview where... Kevin or someone said that, th- that those were all just stuffed in a box somewhere and they were going no. through their everything and that is not okay. And they, I know they need to go <laughs> to the Smithsonian, but <laughs> they were just like, oh yeah, we, we completely forgot we had these. They were like in mint condition, just in this box in someone's attic. And like those little tidbits, like tell us everything. Yeah. Like, and, and that's the same here. Like we have the rock and roll hall of fame here in Cleveland. And yeah. so you walk through there and I remember, I mean, I haven't been there in years, but I remember walking through and seeing some of Britney's stuff, Michael Jackson, um, Whitney, like all of these artists that like I remember looking up to when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, sitting in front of TRL after school at three o'clock every day, um, you know, you get home from school, you throw your backpack off, you'd sit down, you turn on MTV so you could watch TRL and you would see Britney and you'd see Christina. And then walking through the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you see those same outfits and yeah. you see those same things. And you're like, oh, my gosh. So. So again, like it doesn't have to be brand new stuff. Like there's something to be said about nostalgia and and that comfort, those comforting vibes when life felt a little bit easier yeah. than right now. Um, or at least that was your escape, right? If things were a little bit crazy back then. But I feel like now more than ever, um, just the state of the world, finding those little things that bring you that comfort. I mean- artists need to take advantage of that on their website. Like it's, it, it would mean so much more now than it would three years ago. If you posted that same thing, some people might roll their eyes three years ago. And that same fan today who's kind of been in lockdown or had their ticket master blowing them up saying that tours are canceled or this, that, and the other thing, they would love nothing more than that right now. And that's a wrap on my bonus episode with Britt Hyatt. Hope you guys really enjoyed this extra little tidbit on the Making the Brand podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes and hit me up on Twitter at Brianne2K. Thanks for listening.